Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast brought to you by First United Bank and Trust. I'm your host, Megan Kinsinger, Portfolio Manager for First United Wealth Management. Today, we will be covering matters of interest regarding the investment markets and the related economic environment impacting those markets. Before we get started, I would like to cover some housekeeping items. First, this podcast will be recorded and posted to our website at www.mybank.com blog later today. Secondly, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Simply search First United Bank and Trust, hit the subscribe button, and you'll get a notification every time we post a new episode. All right, to begin, first I would like to focus on the positives that we're currently viewing in the market. Non-farm payrolls did add 136,000 jobs in September, which did fall short of the 150,000 expectation. With manufacturing activity weak, the bulk of hiring in September was concentrated in the services sector. The unemployment rate dipped even further, down to 3.5%, which is the lowest rate since December of 1969. The only dark spot that we saw in the report was wage growth, which fell from 3.2% to 2.9% in September. The resilience seen in the September jobs report will raise hopes that the economy can avoid a recession, although manufacturing activity and business investment have been weak, consumer spending has held up well. Many economists see the jobs report as a lagging indicator, and they will be watching for readings over the next few months. Jobless claims did edge up slightly, increasing by 2,000 to 219,000 in the week ended September 28th, partly reflecting a three-week-old strike at General Motors that has idled tens of thousands of workers, but there is still little evidence of rising layoffs. The monthly average remained unchanged at 212,500, which is near the post-recession low. The four-week average usually gives a more accurate read into the labor market conditions than the more volatile weekly number. The September Institute for Supply Management's non-manufacturing index remained in growth territory. The non-manufacturing index fell to 52.6% from 56.4% that we saw in August. It is the weakest growth reported in three years, but remains in growth territory. Remember that numbers over 50% indicate that businesses are growing. Production came in at 55.2%, new orders at 53.7%, and new export orders at 52%. Altogether, 13 of the 17 industries tracked by ISM said their businesses were expanding. So what happened um, with this, this slight dip that we saw between August and September? Business production and new orders grew more slowly in September, and employment levels were basically flat. This clearly points to a loss of momentum in the U.S. economy. The trade war with China has hurt manufacturers, farmers, and other large exporters, while a slowing global economy has added to the unease. But the index is still in expansionary territory, just off the highs that we saw in mid-2018. As of October 4th, of the 21 companies in the S&P 500 that have reported earnings for the third quarter, 90.5% of those have reported earnings above analyst expectations. This compares to a long-term average of 65% and prior four-quarter average of 74%. Going forward, we do anticipate that earnings will continue to grow, just at a slower rate. 
Despite the unsettling trade rift with China, consumers are remaining confident. The Conference Board's Consumer Confidence Index for September came in slightly below August's, reporting 125.1, which is still quite high by historical standards. This pattern of uncertainty and volatility has persisted for much of the year, and it appears that confidence is plateauing. While confidence could continue to hover around current levels for months to come, at some point this continued uncertainty will begin to diminish confidence in the expansion. Continuing with the positives, U.S. productivity rose at a 2.3% clip in the second quarter, increasing at a 1.8% pace year over year, the fastest gain since 2015. We attribute this strength to a big increase in production of goods and services and will allow the expansion to continue. We did see a slight decrease from the first quarter due to the slowing manufacturing sector where productivity fell at 2.2%. Real GDP was left at 2% in the second quarter of 2019 according to the unchanged previous estimate released by the Bureau of Economic Analysis. Exports remain the largest detractor to GDP while consumer spending remained the strength, which um, remember that consumers account for about 70% of what goes on in the economy. Consumers are continue, continuing to spend. They're bolstered uh, by a rising demand for goods and services and a very tight labor market. Okay, so shifting over to the negatives. The U.S. and China, China trade rift continues to rule the headlines. Tensions have escalated since the U.S. administration first imposed tariffs on Chinese imports last year. Recently, the U.S. administration announced that 25% tariffs on $250 billion in Chinese products would rise to 30% beginning on October 1st. Half of the remaining $300 billion of imports were tariffed at 15% on September 1st. Both sides have made conciliatory gestures ahead of the next round of tariff talks in October that's to be hosted in Washington. The U.S. postponed a further tariff hike on Chinese goods, and China has agreed to buy American soybeans and pork. They also lifted tariffs on soybeans, which is China's biggest import from the United States. We believe that a deal will eventually get done, but bouts of market volatility will occur as new information is released. The September Institute for Supply Management's Manufacturing Index remained in contraction territory, reflecting a slowdown in the U.S. and global economies made worse by a tense trade war with China. The Manufacturing Index fell to 47.8% from 49.1% last month when it entered contraction territory for the first time in 35 months. New orders came in at 47.3%, production 47.3%, Employment, 46.3%, backlog of orders, 45.1%, and new export orders at 41%. All are in contraction territory. Manufacturers at home and abroad have uh, faced waning demand and more canceled orders as they struggle to cope with a global economic slowdown. Global trade remains the most significant issue demonstrated by the contraction in new export orders. Manufacturing is a much smaller part of the economy than it used to be, but there are signs that the industry slump is spreading to the larger service sector. So far, the damage appears to be contained, but there's growing worry that it will get worse unless the U.S. and China strike a deal or at least ratchet down trade tensions. Britain is due to leave the EU on October 31st, deal or no deal.
Prime Minister Boris Johnson seems to be insistent that a hard Brexit will occur. In response, earlier in September, the House of Commons passed a law demanding London seek postponement until the end of January 2020 to avoid the hard Brexit, should no new divorce deal be reached. Boris Johnson and his Irish counterpart are scheduled to hold a private meeting in October. Recently, the EU has agreed with the United Kingdom to intensify Brexit negotiations in a belated attempt to reach a divorce deal. What this does is it ensures further political and economic uncertainty surrounding Europe and impacting the global markets. Monetary policy missteps remain one of the greatest risks to the financial markets during the next several years. The tune of central banks has turned more accommodative due to trade uncertainties and weaker economic data. Most recently, we saw another rate cut at the end of September during the last FOMC meeting. All right, so to summarize what we just talked about, most of the second and third quarter was subjected to increased volatility. Trade tensions and tariffs ruled the headlines. Global economic weakness persisted and worries of an economic slowdown continued. However, the service side of the economy remains in expansion territory. Inflation continues to be subdued and consumer confidence remains strong, providing a buffer for the US economy. With continued economic weakness globally and volatility expected to continue through the year, we remain underweight equities in our portfolios. The yield curve has remained flat with the spread between the two and the 10-year notes, widening out by three basis points and now standing at positive 13 basis points. The FOMC is poised to meet at the end of October. Given the flattening of the curve and the deepening of global manufacturing soft patch, we anticipate another rate cut. We are currently overweight fixed income and are just marginally short duration compared to benchmarks. Increase in quality continues to be a main theme of our investment team discussions as we look to protect portfolios from late cycle risks. With that, we will conclude today's podcast. Again, this podcast can be found and replayed at our website, www.mybank.com blog or hit the subscribe button in iTunes and get a notification every time we post a new episode. Thank you for listening and have a great day. This document is general communication being provided for informational purposes only. It is educational in nature and not designed to be taken as advice or a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan feature, or other purpose in any jurisdiction nor is it a commitment from First United Bank and Trust or any of its subsidiaries to participate in any of the transactions mentioned herein. Any examples used are generic, hypothetical, and for illustration purposes only. This material does not contain sufficient information to support an investment decision, and it should not be relied upon you in evaluating the merits of investing in any securities or products. In addition, Users should make an independent assessment of the legal, regulatory, tax, credit, and accounting implications and determine together with their own professional advisors if any investment mentioned herein is believed to be suitable to their personal goals. Investors should ensure that they obtain all relevant information before making any investment. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, or investment techniques and strategies set out are for informational purposes only, based on certain assumptions and current market conditions, and are subject, subject to change without prior notice. 
All information presented herein is considered to be accurate at the time of production, but no warranty of accuracy is given and no liability in respect of any error or omission is accepted. It should be noted that investment involves risks. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate in accordance with market conditions and taxation agreements, and investors may not get back the full amount invested. Both past performance and yields are not reliable indicators of current and future results.